Okay, let's begin Parshas Vayikra. Tavshin Pei Beis Vayikra is uh, always uh, in a certain place on the calendar and Sav, but now it's much earlier. Vayikra Sav is usually right before Pesach, now it's right before Purim. Uh, but Baruch Hashem, we get into the world of Karbanos uh, and Torah's Kohanim. Um, it's not all Karbanos. The first half of the Sefer, as we know, is all about Kachim and Taros. Right, by Yikrit Savinch, and the uh, first part of Shmini is, is Kodesh, and then Tumavatara. Um, and then we have Avodos <coughs> Yom Kippurim, and then the second half of the Sefer is really all laws about daily living. Right, Kadoshim, Emar, right, jam packed with mitzvos. But again, every uh, Sefer has its own character. Rashi has his own character on each Sefer, right, mirroring the Midrashim, right, being that gracious is all about stories. So Rashi is very agadic. And, and story-filled in Sefer Bracious and in Sefer Shmos. As we switch gears to Vayikra, all of a sudden Rashi plays a different role, right? Quoting the uh, Medrash Halacha and uh, many Gemaras and Mamari Chazal. Okay, but we'll start off with a thought relating to in, in, uh, issues of Karbanos uh, and some uh, major ideas that we learn out from the Parsha, and hopefully at the end we'll have one thought related to Purim. I will try, I don't know the exact schedule, I will try to give a share next week, um, I, if I can, on Tuesday night. The night before, because Purim's on Wednesday, Wednesday night. So by the time I will try Tuesday night, but we'll send out the uh, the uh, <laughs> the information. So by Yikrel Moshe, we start off Karbanos. If you look in the Hagiona Shel Torah, but see on Fearer in source number one, and we've spoken often about the message of Karbanos. Karbanos is usually called sacrifice. Um, what are we sacrificing? The root of Karban is just Karav to become close. Right? That's the real secret. Says the Hegiona Shel Torah, Yoser mishehakarban balachaper al chet shekfar nase, who balim noah chet sheterem nase shelo yeaseh. More than the carbon is about the past, it's about the future. Because after all, how does a carbon change anything? Change the past. Shuva could change the past, but am I bringing an animal? How does that change anything that happened? Says the Hegiona Shel Torah. A carbon is about reminding me what I did so I don't do it again. It puts me in the right direction. It brings me to the base Hamigdash and you know tells me a message. After all, if you think I'm, I'm adding this, he doesn't say this, most carbonos are brought for show gigs. Right? So I'm like, I'm not gonna do it again, but I did it for show gig anyway. But it's about the future, about being more aware of what I'm involved in in life. Being more aware of life. And in that way, it doesn't become a habit. It doesn't become um, a repeat. Ki ain't carbon believe tshuva. Because after all, we know carbonos are meaningless without tshuva. Ikar shal tshuva hi la'olam eni chose l'davrzeh. An ikar of tshuva and avidu is not returning to it. Ha-garbon bala ha-shpia la'adam shemakrivo la-hetiv drachav l'asid. To fix the future actions. Again, we often sometimes have difficulty... You know, imagining the, I mentioned this often, about the inspiration that came through Karbanos. But the first step is to study Karbanos Be'iun. And to try to appreciate every single different detail of the avoda, right, of the, of the service, of the pre, of the post, and the messages that we're supposed to have. Hakarban eno pitsu yalmasha'asa. It's not paying back for something that was. Ela aruva misuyemes. Shemay lo yishneh. I'm not going to do it again. That's the carbon. And what's, let's, let's look back in history. Right, and this is the Ramban already notes this in this week's parsha. That a carbon is not, as the, Ram, the Rambam says in Moranavuchim, just an anti-avodah zara 
mechanism, which the Rambam also admits to in other places. That's what the Rambam says in Maranavuchim. But the Ramban says it's something positive. And the Ramban points out, like he points out here, the first carbon, the second carbon, right? When was it brought? The first carbon that the Torah records, right? Someone brings a carbon and then they sin. Fascinating. Cain is the first recorded carbon and right after he brings the carbon, he sins. What does that tell us about the relationship between carbon and chait? It's not so much about what happened, but it's about what's about to happen. And if I don't have the proper perspective in the carbon, then that's not going to prevent me or shape me for the future. Before any chait, so all the different Mepharshim talk about what was the difference and there were hints in the Pasuk of what was the problem with Cain's Karbon as compared to Hevel's. Hevel brought me Sono from the best and Cain didn't really, he was just being Yotze and he brought a little, but he was the first one. He was the first one. Bama'adiv Hevel mi Cain. Vimcheto shal Cain hu shelo hikriv mi muvchar pri Adama. Doesn't say that Beferish. Yocholios, says the Hagyonah Shal Torah, that the problem is seen in the Pasuk right afterwards. If somebody doesn't have the proper mentality when bringing a carbon, that's going to show right after they bring the carbon. And if somebody is chote right after they bring the carbon, that means the message of the carbon. The carbon wasn't lishma. The carbon wasn't with the proper perspective and mentality. Right? Remember, we do smicha on the carbon. And we, we focus on it. And the, uh, the Mepharshim point out, even like, let's say somebody has to bring a carbon. They go from their town and they walk with their sheep and they're on their way and they, uh, have to stop by because the, the, the Gemara already says there aren't, weren't any signs to Yerushalayim because they want the people to get in the conversation. How are you? Where are you from? There were signs to the Ari Mikla because you need to get there as soon as possible. But to the Yerushalayim, there weren't. So you have to ask, oh, where are you going? Oh, why are you going to Yerushalayim? Oh, I was, I was chote. Oh, really? Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh, what do you do? And the next spot, as you get closer, right? <laughs> you have to find the you have to find the 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 person, or maybe you don't even bring the animal. Let's say you're bringing money, but the same question is asked. Then you have to go to the gabai. Oh, yeah, you want to buy a carbon? What? You're bringing a dava? No, no, chatas. Oh, chatas. What do you do? Oh, what type of chatas? Oh, which which sin? Was it one with the chiv kares? Oh, so you need that category. Oh, okay. Okay, so you have to go to him. You have to go to the other office to get the libations, right? Go get the nesachim over there. Get the animal. Okay, you have to check biker mimum. So by the time he gets to the base hamigdash, he had such such busha, such like I can't believe this happened. I can't believe, and that's supposed to be the the ultimate reaching the stage. I'm never going to do this again. It's about the future. And if this is what Cain did right after the carbon, he obviously didn't get the message. He wasn't okay, didn't uproot in himself the nitia towards evil. And the what happened at the end reveals to us what happened and his mentality at the beginning. Carbon belichuva klomar belichachlata nechusha losa asos rabba asid ein olaratzam. 
It's like Tobal Vasheres Biado. You're trying to go into the mikvah, but you're holding on to this, this dead rodent. Right? I'm bringing a carbon, which is like a mikvah, and I'm still holding on to, you know, the negative behavior. And I didn't make any, any decision to do better. And therefore, as we get into the world of carbonos, a carbon is a time that we go to the base of Migdash. A carbon is a time that we, we're supposed to be inspired. And that's the message. And that maybe even explains the minog. The minog kadum in some, in some circles, not all, but in some circles, the Midrashim point out, when children start learning Chumash, Sefer Vayikra. Yavu Tahorim Yisasku Bataris. Right, let the children who are Tahar, let them come and be Oseik in purity and sanctity. So, what did the child do wrong? What does he have to learn about Karmanas for? Okay, so you might say, let him learn about it before he, before, at this point, so then when he does something wrong, then he won't do it. But maybe that's the point. It's, it's reflects preventative. It reflects a carbon is, the ichor of the carbon is the future. Yelah ben Sheish, line 33. It's mashmos, right? It takes the place of the, of the, of the chatos. But why a child? Why? Because that's the message of Karbanos. Limnoachet. Limnoachet. And then he even adds, and that is why there are no Karbanos for Averos ben Adam lachavero. Only ben Adam lamako. Think about Karbanos. All the Chivi Krisis, the 36 Chivi Krisis, the first mission in Krisis, all the Karbanos. It's all about it's all about bin Adam Lamakam. Because bin Adam Machavero, you have to you have to approach the person. And you have to apologize. And the focus, and you have to get back the money. And you have to make make reparations, both financially and verbally. That's the ikra of not doing it again. Ain carbon bavir shmin adam lachavero. Gamberitsicha. Charas dona misa in a shagasa carbon kikapara. Even murder, right? It's gullus. And the Iker is to go and help out the victim. And therefore, there's not as much that could be focused on regarding the carbon, and therefore, it is not appropriate for those Averis. And he continues with other uh, elements, but we have to know and recognize the, the message of all the carbonos. And again, the more familiar we are with the laws, the more we'll appreciate it, like anything in life. Right? If we know, right? I know nothing about golf. Right? I, well, I, I think I know the lower your score, the better it is. Right? Which is like the opposite of every other sport. Right? Usually, the, the, if you, you win with the, with the biggest, the biggest number, and you're like the lower number, that's all. So I don't appreciate it, but if I really knew more about it than all the laws and all the, the pars and the, and all the, uh, whatever they're called, hole in one, right? So then, then I'll appreciate it more. And if not, I just like think, the more we appreciate Karbanas, the more we know the rules, the more we know the categories, just the ABCs, going through Mishnayis, Mishnayis Vachim, right? So then we'll be more comfortable with it and we'll recognize the symbolism of every single detail of, uh, of Karbanas. Okay, another general point about Inyane Karbanas, which is a medrash on next week's parsha, but uh, in the Sefer, in the Set Lesitcha Elyon, it's brought in this week's parsha. So we'll do it now. So the medrash tells us Right, on the Pasik in next week's parsha, which talks about the Miluim when Aaron Akoin um started the Avoda in the Mishkan. Aaron and his sons put their hands 
on the head of the ayo. Bi simcha. In happiness, with simcha. And that day they made a yantif. Like someone who repays a debt and it's off his shoulders, he makes a yantif. Okay, they made a party. Right, that was the uh, when they, the whole week. And eventually, when it stood up. Mikan, and then the Medrash says, Samchu chachamim, one of the sources for making a siyum, a number of sources in Chazal, Gemara in Baba Kama, and uh, there's a Gemara in uh, the end of Mesechas Tainis and Rabbasar, about two Ba'av. But Chachamim say this is another. Just like they made a party when they consecrated the Mishkan, so too you make a party when you finish a Mesechta. So is that just about you finish something? So you make a party? No. Do we make a party when we finish any lengthy mitzvah? When we learn Torah. When we finish Svir Omer, we don't make a party. Right? The following night is a party. The following night is Shavuos. It's a yantif. But we finish the mitzvah the night before. We don't make a party. That's a long mitzvah. Right? So, so what exactly is the connection between the binyan of the Mishkan and making a siyum. And one more, the Medrash connects. As the Gemara says in Mesechas Yuma, and the Kohen Gadol made a party when he finished the Avoda in the Kodesh Kadashim, and he came out in peace, in one piece, and uh, he, he was very thankful and happy. So the question is, what exactly is the connection between Bringing Karbanos, right on the day that the Mishkan was consecrated, bringing Karbanos and making a siyum and the Kohen Gadol coming out. And we would think the Kohen Gadol coming out is a very different type of experience. Right? Why does the Kohen Gadol ask the here in the Sefer L'Sidcha Elyon? Right? Why is quoting from the Lekat Sichos Musr? Why does the Kohen Gadol make a party? Pashtus? Because he's alive. Because he made it out. Right? The Gemara tells us in Mesechas Yuma, but all the Kohanim Gedolim during Baisheni, who were Rishoyim, who didn't live out the year. They didn't live out the year. And they went through so many hundreds of Kohanim Gedolim. So he made it out, and he was happy about that. So what does that have to do with finishing a Masechta? Like, you made it through. Right, this Masechta was, it might have been hard, might have been challenging. Dafyomi started Yuvamis today. Right, so, but it's not dangerous. Not dangerous. Right, so what's the connection? What's the connection? He quotes from Rav Isaac Sher. He went out of a dangerous place. It's Tamua number one. What's the connection between the others? But also, let's think about it. If a person is a Kohen Gadol and he's acting L'Shem Shamayim and he's doing his best and he practiced for a week, so then what's he worried about? But if you're a Russia Gomer and you didn't do the Avoda, fine, you have to worry about being zapped. But the Kohanim Gedolim, right, that, that went out, so what were they so nervous about? That they had to make a party. Thank God. Because they didn't do it properly. 
They did something wrong. But the Kohanim Sadiqim, they also made the parties. Right? The Marakoin. So maybe there's something different. And maybe there is a common denominator between the Kohen Gadol coming out of the, of the, of the Kohen Kodesh, Kadashim, somebody who makes a Siyam, and the Binyan, and bringing a Karban. Specifically by the Miluim, but bringing a Karban. So he quotes here in source number four. Bier. She simcham simchas hakohen gadol he al etzim ze she zochel he kanis lefnei Hashem behechal kadsho la hatir lefanav ulevakesh mehader geono slicha vechapara al am beis asher shalchuhu. The fact that he was zochet to have such a spiritual experience, the fact that he was able to be so close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's a reason for Simcha. Nothing to do with the danger. He's the only man who gets to go into the Kodesh Kadashim on the holiest day of the year. What greater Simcha is there? If that's not a reason for a party, you know, what is? Right? The Kodesh Baruch Hu lets you into his private domain for a couple of minutes. Right? Tremendous Simcha. That's what he makes the party for. And now we could connect. And when we bring a carbon, it's a day of simcha. Because again, what's the root of carbon? Karav, karov, close. Today that Akadosh Baruch Hu says, yeah, use, use what happens as an excuse to come visit me, to come bring me something. I don't need your carbon. You need my carbon. You need your carbon. You need to come close. Whether it's a chatas, whether it's a toda, whether it's meiser behema, Whatever it is, there are always reasons. Always reasons. But it's as a recognition that we're able to be close to HaKadosh Baruch And if we don't have those two today, but the third one we have today. And that is making a siyam. When we make a siyam, we're celebrating the simcha that we had to be close to Hashem. Where are we close to Hashem? Through learning His Torah. Because learning His Torah is the way that we can get the closest to HaKadosh Baruch This is His autobiography. This is his ID. And the more we understand the inner logic of the Torah, Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh, that's a cause for Simcha. That's a cause for Simcha. All three of them. Right? Zebir HaKesher, Lashlamas Mesechta, Vakravas Karbanos, Zesha Adam Zoche, Lekaye Mitzvah Chashuva, Bishlemus, Ulagiel Adarga Chadasha, Bekirvas Hashem, Zeatzmo Sibali Amtiv. The fact that I became a different person through the learning. Right? It's a part of, and it's part of, you know, who I am. So many stories about how Torah is so much part, and it's the, it's the life. We say it at Meirv every night. Ki heim chayenu v'yorach yameinu. Heim chayenu v'yorach yameinu. Uvoim nege, yom Because this is our life. This is our, how we get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the message of a siyum and a karban and the Kohen Gadol. Okay, moving right along. We didn't get to the first pasuk yet. Here we go. Vayikra Moshe. Hashem calls to Moshe. Vayikra el Moshe. So much is said on each word. Vayikra, Moshe, the small Aleph, says the uh, Rashi quotes the Hafsakos and the Dibur, a love. 
Says Rabbi Sachs, in source number five, a story that he said over often. Anybody ever hear many of his uh, speeches, he often said over this story. It was never my ambition or aspiration to be a rabbi. Klai Yisrael thanks the Lubavitcher Rebbe for this story. I went to university to study economics, switched to philosophy, fascination with the British courtroom lawyers. What changed me professionally and existentially was my second major Yedidut face-to-face conversation, Yechidus, with the Lubavitcher Rebbe in January 1978. To my surprise, he vetoed all my career options. And Rabbi Sachs wasn't a Chabad Chassid, but he respected and when you were with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe says something, you, know, you listen. So he said, no, no, you can't do that and you can't do that. Economics, lawyer, academic, even becoming a rabbi in the United States. My task, he says, was to train rabbis. There were too few people in Britain going into the rabbinate and it was my mission to change that. What is more, he said, I had to become a congregational rabbi. Not as an end in itself, but that my students could come and see how I gave sermons. He was also highly specific as to where I was to work. Unbelievable. Bob Shrebi knew everything and every detail of every nook on earth. Today, the London School of Jewish Studies, the Hulu. And so I did. I became a teacher at the college and later its principal. And eventually, after consulting with the Rebbe, chief rabbi. For all of this, I have to not only thank the Rebbe, but also my wife Elaine, the Hulu. I tell this story to, for a reason. To illustrate the difference between a gift and a vocation between what we are good at and what we are called on to do. We can be good at a lot of things. But the question is, is that what our goal in life is supposed to be? We could be good at a sport. We could be good at a hobby. But then we have to figure out, is that what HaKadosh Baruch wants from me? Is that the greatest gift that I could bring the world? I have known great judges who are also brilliant pianists. The Chul of the Chul, gives examples. That is the significance of the opening word of the Parsha. Vayikra el Moshe. He didn't say anything. Then it says Vayidaber. Vayikra. He called. Look carefully at the verse and you'll see that its construction is odd. Literally translated, it reads, He called to Moshe and God spoke to him. What's the first phrase? First uh, phrase. He called. He didn't call. He didn't say anything. The answer is that God's call to Moshe was something prior to and different from what God went on to say. The latter were the details. The former was the summons, the mission. Not unlike God's first call to Moshe at the Sneh, where he invited him to undertake the task that would define his life, taking the people out of Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. Why the second call? What do you mean? Had it, the snare happened already. Moshe already knew. Why do you need the second one? Because after all, if you look at Vayikra, Torah's Kohanim. Moshe wasn't a Kohen. So why is he the one? Moshe's a Levi. Should be Vayikra Aaron. Aaron's the, the, the one. Right? Says Hashem to Moshe, this too is part of your vocation. You are not a priest, but you're the vehicle through which I reveal all my laws. Now we're getting into the halachas part of the Torah, right? The mitzvahs part of the Torah. There were a lot in Shmos too, but only through stories, really. But here the mitzvahs, Moshe, you play a major role here too. You have a mission. You have a mission regarding this too. Remember that Gemara in Erevin, Daphne and Dalid, 
The Gemara talks about how Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah, he told it to Aaron. Aaron went to the side, he told to Aaron's sons. They went to the side, he told it to Zekanim. They went to the side, he told it to all of Klai Yisrael. It went through, everybody learned it four times. The transmission of Torah Shabbat Peh. Moshe Rabbeinu played a major role. Right, that first generation of Moshe Kibal Torah Misenai. Moshe played a role. And then Misarul Yoshua. And then he continues about a calling. Calls about a calling. Jewish history began with God's call to Avraham. God called to Moshe and the prophets. Right? Yeshayahu. Right? Hashem called to him. He says even the most touching account is the story of Shmuel. Remember at the beginning of Sefer Shmuel. Hannah brings Shmuel to the Mishkan. And what happens? Shmuel hears a voice. He runs into Eli. Eli, what do you want? Eli's like, you're dreaming. Go back to sleep. Again, again, finally Eli realizes what's going on. He says, Eli. Eli says to Shmuel, you know, next time you hear the voice, say, Daber ki abdecha. And he does. That was a calling. Not a call. Not details. It was to tell Shmuel about a mission that he was going to undertake. And that's what Rabbi, Le- Rabbi uh, Sack says on the next page. The fact that I am here in this place at this time with these abilities is not accidental. There is a task to perform and God is calling us to it. And they even quotes, again, an amazing example of this, Viktor Frankl, the psychotherapist who survived Auschwitz. Many stories about him. There in the camp, he dedicated himself to giving people the will to live. He did so by getting them to see that their lives were not finished, that they still had a task to perform and a reason to survive. And he insisted that the call came from outside the self. What do, not what do I want from life, but what does life want from me? What is my calling in this pit? What is my calling? And says Rabbi Sachs at the end of his piece, this is a life-changing idea. For each of us, God may have a task. Work to perform, a kindness to show, a gift to give, love to share, loneliness to ease, pain to heal, or broken lives to help mend. It's our job to hear the voice. Not going to review it now, we mention often, Gemara and Tainus about Ilf and Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan heard the voice. Rabbi Yochanan heard the calling, just like Avram Avinu heard the voice. The greatest introduction, right? Noach gets an introduction. Noach ish sadik tamim. Avram just gets lach lecha. That's the greatest introduction in the world. When we hear the calling, when we hear what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants from us, that is something that is very definitional and sometimes a little tricky. We have to go to our Rebbeim, go to our leaders to try to help sort things out if we, or to our spouse, right, to sort things out to figure out what a Kaddish Baruch Hu might want from us. Okay, so Vayikral Moshe, Hashem calls to Moshe, Vayidabar Hashem love. Hashem speaks to him, may all moed, from the Ohel moed. Daber b'nei Yisrael v'amartaliyem. Speak to b'nei Yisrael and say to them, Daber v'amartal. There's a lot of lashonos of, of speaking here. Vayikra, vayadaber, lemar, daber, v'amarta. A lot of words there. We'll focus on Pasuk base. So, Daber b'nei Yisrael v'amartaliyem. Speak to b'nei Yisrael and say to them, what is the double ashton of Daber and Viamarta? Says the Nitziv. Says the Nitziv. Source number eight in the Hemic Dover. Hi Viamarta Aleim Kaful. Right? It's, uh, what's the double ashton? Daber Viamarta. Right? Chazal pick up on Emar Viamarta. Right? Beginning of Emar. Lahazrik Dolam Alaktanim. 
But Chazal, Rasha does not quote here. What's the double Lashon? So he quotes from the Rebbe Ezra and the Ramban. So Daber, speak to them. That means announce. Guys, come here. Everybody gather around. That's the, the Daber. Daber, so speak to them out loud. Maybe that's the, also the heart of Lashon of Daber. And then Viamarta, and then, and then tell them these details. Okay? But the Nitziv has another idea. It said that the Nitziv basically takes every Pasuk in the Torah and says that it has something to do with Torah. Almost every Pasuk in, the, in Tanakh, the Nitziv says, yeah, this is talking about Talmud Torah. So, here too. Classic Nitziv. Valinira. Shizel Gamkein Amira Mitorah Shabalpeh. Daber and Viamarta. Daber. Vinitztave Moshe Rabbeinu. Shemitchilo Yedaber Parsha Shebechsav. Viachar Kach Yomar HaKabalos Shehu Torah Shabalpeh. Bira Parsha. Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shabalpeh. These are the two words. I think we mentioned a couple of months ago in the Parsha Shir, a thought from Rafersh. Torah Shebalpeh came before Torah Shebechsav. Right, when Moshe Rabbeinu got it, he first received Torah Shebalpeh. The Torah wasn't written yet. Right, part of it was going to be written when they came down. Machlokas and Masechas Gittin, how the Torah was written. Did they stop at Arsina and then write the rest of it at the end of the 40 years, or was it written Megillah Megillah Nitna? But Hashem tells Moshe, but now that you're going to give these laws verbally, Torah Shebechsav. Daber B'nai Yisrael, and then explain each each law. Torah Shebalpeh. Right. They were given hand in hand. It's not the previous Pasuk's Lamar, which is also something that Moshe Rabbeinu should reference to Torah Shabbat Peh. That Lamar, right? That Lamar is later on. When you're going to darshan Allah and learn out Allah's, El Shachitshu mi Pilpula pi Chukia Talmud, Virgimomidos. As we know, a major part of Torah was not specified by Akadosh Baruch Hu. Akadosh Baruch Hu described many areas of Allah, and he told Moshe, you know, the rest is for the Chachamim of every generation to decide. Right? That's, Moshe was found that difficult. Moshe originally said, shouldn't I get everything with clarity? But the Ritvin, Erevin, and Dafir Gimel quotes Moshe Rabbein, Eluv Eluv Yabelachim Chaim, the Gemara says. And the Gemara said, that, so the Ritva says, what does that mean? What does that mean, Elu Elu? So the Ritva explains, in the name of the Rabbani Tsarfas, right, interesting, the Ritva from Spain quotes the Rabbani Tsarfas from France, and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave every Torah concept to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he quoted, this concept has this, these aspects of Tum and these aspects of Tara, these aspects of Isser, these aspects of Heter. And Moshe says, what am I supposed to do with this? And the Chacham say, every Chacham Shebuchol Dor Vador, will decide and figure it out. But that's the Lamar in the previous Pasuk, says the Nitziv. Here, though, is the Torah Shalpeh that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by HaKadosh Baruch. V'yachare Moshe shebechol davadar. Mishem hachik siv Lamar. Al-kol chachmi adar lidrosh. Uladaktik. That's the Lamar in the previous Pasuk. Avokan mairi bahalachas shahya Moshe mekubal mi Hashem. Moshe also received specific laws and it has to be that way because there's so much of Torah Shebech that we have no idea what the mitzvah is. You can't figure out based on darshaning what does tefillin look like. Almost all tefillin 
is Halacha Moshe Misinai. Black, square, Ritsuos. What does it say? Ukshartem la'os al yadecha. What does that mean? We have no idea what it means. What does tzitzis mean? What, every, every mitzvah, every mitzvah has to have Torah Shabbat Ped, that we have to have the basics that Moshe Rabbeinu gave from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rambam discusses in his Hakdama to Pierre Shemishnai different categories, what he calls Halach Moshe Misinai, certain laws, and he calls other categories, Pirushim HaMukubalim, Yipi Moshe Rabbeinu, like Ayin Tachas Ayin, being money. That's not a Halach Moshe Misinai, that's, that's a Pirush from Moshe Rabbeinu, or that a Priyat Hadar is an Esrog, but so much was given to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's this Pasuk. As we start the Halachas part of the Torah, Vayikra, that it says, Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe, you have to transmit a double. Torah Shebechsav, Daber Bnei Yisrael, V'yamarta Aleim, and then you have to give them Torah Shebechsav as well. And then he continues, Vayner Tanya B'mechilta, Kom Ha'kam Shnei Mer, Leymar V'yamarta Hu L'doros, V'hatam, in halachos, in stories that only apply to that generation, it doesn't say that. And then he even says, amazingly, this is the punchline of the whole vart. Right? So what do we say? That's what we call the rabbis of the Gemara, Amoraim. Because they are the basis of Torah Shabbat Peh. Right, Tanoim, the word Tana means to learn. Okay, Tanoim. Amoroim, those that say. That's such an exciting word. Those that say. Says the Nitziv, it comes from this word, Viamarta. Viamarta is Torah Shabalpeh. Amoroim. Gemara is ground zero for Torah Shabalpeh. It's the basis of everything. Umize Yatza Shem Amora, Vishem Miturgemana Bechomakom. An Amora is someone who transmits Torah Shabbat And it comes from those words, that's Torah, Torah Shabbat That's an itziv to take with us. Okay. We continue now. Let's get into some of the laws of Karbanos. So we have in the first parak Karban Ola. We have in the second parak Karban Mincha. Let's focus on Ola for a second. So we have all the different uh, carbonos that can be brought. One could bring a sheep, one could bring a bird, and one could bring a uh, mincha, as we have in the uh, Perak in Perak base. So if you look in Pasik Yudzayin, right, Pasik Yudzayin, and Pasik uh, in the beginning of the, no, let's, let's see even more in uh, Perak Beis Pasik Aleph, Nefesh Ki Sakriv, Lo Nemar Nefesh Bechol Karbanos Nedave Ela Bemincha Mi Darkoi Lasadi Mincha Ani Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Mala Ani Alav Kilu Makriv Nafsho Makriv Nafsho Ani and Ashi are equal in the God's eyes. Or similarly, in the Pasik in Aleph Yudzayin, you have it there. Vashisa Osol Bechnafav talking about the birds. Right, you you uh, cut the bird, cut the bird's wings, lo yavdil, and you're makdirit, and it's an ishe reich nichoach lashem. When you burn the bird, the parts of the bird that have to be burned, so it's a reich nichoach. Right, and olah and achatas have different halachas. No ma ba'ofer reich nichoach, v'namar bebehemer reich nichoach. It says reich nichoach, a sweet smelling um, scent to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, both by birds and by animals. Lo malacha echan amar bevechan amamit. It doesn't matter quantity in Avodah Hashem. It doesn't matter quantity. What matters is 
that we put our whole heart into it. And we do the best we can. Here in the Sefer Lasani Basanugim, they quote a story from the Arizal that he used to compliment very much the godless of his Talmud, Rav Chaim Vital. Rav Chaim, it's Pawel Dvarev, and he used to ask him. Rav Chaim Vital was very, you know, uncomfortable, and he said, said the previous Doros, I don't come to their ankles. Like, why are you giving me such shevach? I guess he knew that the Arizal was always MS. Like nowadays we would say, just compliment, it's okay. But I don't even come to their ankles, says the Arizal. What do the early generations have to do with you? Every generation has their avoda. Every generation has has what they need to do. It's not about what you see. Hashem knows. A tiny little action, says the Arizal, in this generation is equal to huge actions in the previous generations. We can't, we can't measure. We can't measure. How many people today know Ksosa Nesivas by heart, the entire Sefer? And just a hundred years ago, there was some Gdola Yisrael that knew that. Did Hashem want that from us? Maybe. But maybe, maybe we have to just do our best. And maybe Kviyasitama Torah and pushing ourselves. But we should never compare ourselves, says the Arizal, to earlier generations. As much as we do, and we have to, we can't use this as an excuse. But as much as we do, we have to re- recognize, as the Pazik says in Kohelas, Mituka Shnasa Oved, Imma'at Vim Harbe. We have to recognize Hashem gives different kochos to each of us. And we have to try our best. And then he quotes a story that we've quoted before from the stipler. That the stipler once was in a taxi. Was in a taxi. V'shama mipiv meser ma'alev. Tokte nesiyashol ha-stipler. Stipler asked the taxi driver, Heimo kovei itim ha-Torah. Do you, are you able to, to sit and learn? To have a, to have a say there? Tena chanag b'fana v'skevo. The driver said to him, Rebbe, I'll tell you the truth. After a long day of driving, top of the next page, I go, there's a night in my shul every night and I always go and within the first few minutes of the shir I'm always asleep. I'm always asleep. The first few minutes of the shir, right, I'm, I'm exhausted, my head goes on to the Gemara and, you know, maybe he wakes up with that, that dot on the, uh, on the forehead that many yeshiva bach are familiar with from Friday night. So, what exactly is Am I supposed to do? This taxi driver asked the stipler. You know, what, uh, should I just stop going to the shear? The stipler says to him, Chas v'shalom. You're going to the shear and falling asleep is equal to other people learning five hours with their chavrusa. Because you're doing what you can. And you're doing as much as you can. Kikan lamdin In this world, yeah, lamdin. You think that you're not worth anything. I could promise you, says the stipler. General Gadol. You're a general upstairs. You're doing everything you can. Right? You can't be, you can't be called to being anyone else. Maybe in your generation, like the Reb Zusha story. Right? They're not going to ask me why I wasn't like my brother Rebbe Limaruch. They're going to ask me why I wasn't, why I wasn't Rebzusha. So we have to ask ourselves that too. We have to be the best me that we could be. 
but we don't have to say to be like the earlier generations. To try to do our best. Try to do our best. And that's what he quotes other stories about being Samech Mechelka only in Gashmias, but not in Ruchnias. Okay. One more thought on the Parsha, and then we'll have a thought on Purim. So if you look towards the end of the Parsha now, in Parak Hay, we have Parak Aleph is Ola, Parak Beis is Mincha, Parak Gimel is Chatas, and Parak Gimel is Shlamim, Parak Dalit is Chatas, and Parak Hay is Asham. Very organized. Very organized, all the different types of Chatos, and then the different types of Ashamos. So if you look in the end of the Parsha, we have in Pasach Chaf Aleph, if somebody sins and uh, violates me'ila, Bashem, right, trespasses in front of God. What's the Aver, what's being spoken about here? The V'kichesh Ba'amiso, maybe Asham Me'ilos, but also V'kichesh Ba'amiso, O'Bepikado, and it sounds like the Pasha Pshara of the Pasik, and he denies having his friend's item. Bipikadon, something that was given to him as a to watch, Obsumisyada, Bagezel. That's the Pasik. Asr of Salvechik. The whole Pasha seems like it's talking about an Avera Benadama Khavero. Right? You deny having somebody else's item that you stole, that you found. And that's the Asham. Why does it say then Umala Baal Bashem? Right? Why is it Mal Bashem? Says uh, Rev Salvechik, he quotes the Tosefta in Shvuas. Rabbi Hanania ben Chachinai said, It is written that one sins against God when he falsely denies having stolen from his neighbor. This Pasik. What's the connection? What's the me'ila with Hashem if I just stole from my neighbor? The rabbis apparently did not understand why the Torah had employed the words betraying the Lord in reference to one who embezzles funds from his neighbor. And they answered, because when there's real faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there can be no social immorality or embezzlement or perjury. If there's the real Yerashamayim, then there's not going to be any stealing going on. And not going to be any cutting corners. Stealing, embezzling, perjury are the result of a secular ethic of a man who wants to build his own moral world and be the legislature of a moral law which he himself has created. And the Tosefta continues with a very strange story. Rebruvain once met a, spent the Shabbos in Tveria, he met a philosopher who asked him, who should be hated? Who should be held in contempt? Who should society consider a contemptible creature? Rebuven answered, the one who doesn't believe in Kaddish Baruch. And the philosopher didn't understand. How does that affect society? Right. If somebody's a Ganov and a Gazlan and a, doesn't pay his workers, that's somebody who affects society. Right? Somebody who doesn't do, um, you know, the Benadam Lachaveros. The answer was no. If I don't, if I'm lacking in my amuna, in my benadam lamakom, then it's going to accept, uh, affect my benadam lachavero. The philosopher had expected Ravruvain to answer that only the fiends of society, the arch criminals who inflict harm upon others, deserve to be hated, but not the innocent agnostic or atheist. And the answer was the absence of faith in God will eventually lead to the breakdown of social morality. Corruption of man is ushered in by the lack of faith in Hashem. Right? It's all connected, as we know, the first mission in Perkyavos, which is all about ethics and morality, starts off with Moshe Kibbutzor Misinai. Because it all has to start from there. It all has to start from above, and then it can affect and shape my entire, um, 
being in Beidol Machavero as well. That's Maal Bashem as connected to also V'kichesh Ba'amiso. So let's, one final thought relating to Inyani Purim from Rav Nevenzal and his Sefer on Purim. We usually say that Purim is a day of late sunnus. What does late sunnus mean? As we'll see, late sunnus is generally a negative term. Right? Does late sunnus just mean like joking around? Is late sunnus bad? The Gemara says, top line, call late sunusa asira. All late sunnus is forbidden except late sunnus of avodazara. So you see, late sunnus is bad. Does late sunnus just mean like joking? You can't make a joke. You can't like be a little, have a little levity. All right, what, what does that mean? Right, Chazal tell us that some of the great Amorim started every year with a joke, with something light, before they got into it. So what does late sunnus mean? The Gemara says, Kasha late sunnus shetchilasa yisurin v'sofo kaliya. The Gemara says, a number of Chazal say that Amalek was a late. Amalek excelled in the Midah of late sunnus. So again, what is late sunnus? Line 21, you have that in Shmos Rabbah. Right, Paro was called a late. Right, line 12. Leich take upeti ya'arim. Paro, who is a late. What does late sunnus mean? Late sunnus means, says of Nevenzal, to take something that is chashuv and not to be machshivit. Take something that inherently deserves importance and significance and to belittle it and to minimize it and say it's worthless and it's nothing special. That's what a late does. What did Paro do? It's exactly Paro. Paro sees the makos and after a little bit of time, eh, it wasn't the hand of Hashem. And me, Hashem, Asher Eshma, Bakolo. Paro takes amazing events and says they're nothing. And what does Amalek do? Same thing. What does Amalek do? Right? We say in Az Yashir every morning, all the nations of the world were scared and trembling. And Amalek says, eh, what? The Kriyas Yamsuf, it was a strong tide that day. Oh, but Israel aren't so great. They came to attack us first. They jumped into the, hot, the boiling hot water. As you know from the Rashi at the end of say that's the power of Amalek. The power of Amalek is to take something chashuv and to bring it down. To bring it down. Right, that's, that's Amalek. So that's, when we say Purim, Purim is not about Leitzanus. Maybe it's remembering somebody who was a Leitz. But we have to be very careful in life about what we're machshiv and what we're not machshiv. I have read various over the years. I'm not an expert at all in any way, but I've had the schus of learning different parts of Rav Nevin's Al-Svarim. I've never seen words in English put into the text. But here, if you turn the page to source 14, he talks about what do we machshiv in life? He says, If you have a pearl, if you have something amazing, Kodesh Baruch gives you a great gem and present. Imagine somebody gives us a present and we're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, great. I don't really need it. I don't really. Imagine what the, t- what the person's going to think. He says, Time is money. 
Zman hu kesef. Abozelo nachon. Ha'emes is she time is life. Ella shemitze et slow. Life is money. Memela gam time is money. Zman hu chayim. Famavazbez es hasmano. Mavazbez lamaisa es chayef. Because what's the most chashef thing we have in our life? That's time. And that's what he also says, what many talk about. Right? There's a phrase out there, killing time. What are we going to do for half an hour? What are we going to do to kill time until we have to... That's like sons. That's taking something so precious every moment and de-emphasizing it. Right? The Vilna Gon, story is quoted many few minutes before he died, picked up his sitzes and says, the world that I'm going to no, it's so different than this world. This world, I could, for a few kopecks, I could, I could gain all of haba. And the world I'm going to, it's, I can't earn anything. It's only earned here. The value of every moment. So on a day of Purim, maybe it's not by accident that Purim is the busiest day of the year. That our entire day is filled. There is so much to do. And we have the, uh, Mitzvos and the Purim Suda and the, there's so much going on. Right? It should be. Because our entire day should be filled with mitzvos and avodah Hashem. Maybe it's a day of time. A day of recognizing chashivus and not being elates. We conquered Amalek. We conquered Haman. Right? Who were the ultimate leitzanim? We have to try to remember. Purim is not a day of leitzanim. This is the opposite of leitzanim. We could be happy. We could be besimcha. The Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us all of the all of the opportunities and and chances to do mitzvos to to focus on uh, everything that that He gives us. Right, it's a day that we get ready. Remember the Gemara Mismach Geula Legeula. Stafka day to to focus on Purim, but also start to focus on Pesach. And there, time plays a major role in terms of chametz and matzah. It's all connected, but we have to recognize. Um, to overcome leitzanus and to be machshiv, what Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us to be machshiv, but as Hashem, He should give us the siyata the shmaya to be able to do that. Again, next week, Hashem, I, I will try belin eder to uh, to give a shear, but it'll be Tuesday night, I hope, Hashem. And if anything changes, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. But again, I will try my best. Okay, we'll stop here.